Good morning. It's Monday, May 3rd. I'm Shamita Basu. And I'm Duarte Geraldino. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Less than three months to go before the Olympic opening ceremonies, and Japan's health system is overloaded. Many people are questioning the decision to move forward with the Olympics at all. These were the games that organizers once said would signal humanity's victory over the coronavirus. The Washington Post is reporting some parts of Japan don't have enough hospital beds for patients. This is one reason the country's doctors and nurses are so concerned about tens of thousands of athletes, officials, coaches, and media and staff coming into Japan. The article lays out the challenges. Daily recorded cases recently hit their highest level in months. The country's health minister says Olympic organizers are going to have to secure their own hospital beds for any outbreaks at the Games. Japan has already said that foreigners won't be allowed in as spectators, and local fans might not be allowed in either. Organizers say they'll decide next month whether the Olympics will be held without any spectators at all. Japan's prime minister seems to be distancing himself from the Games. As the Post frames it, when pushed about the Games, he recently said the International Olympic Committee holds the authority over this decision. For its part, the IOC says it is prepared to meet the challenge. There are not only going to be daily tests for athletes and anyone in contact with them, but also strict rules on where athletes can go and penalties for those who break the rules. And if you're wondering, vaccines will not be mandatory, but most athletes and officials are likely to have their shots. The organizers are not willing to postpone the games again. They say it's just not fair to the athletes who've been training an extra year for this. As one IOC member says, either the games are going to take place in July or they're not going to take place at all. At least four people are dead and some two dozen injured after a boat broke apart off the San Diego coast. In images of the crash, you can see debris scattered along the rocky shores. Authorities think this boat was trafficking migrants. Rick Romero from the San Diego Fire Rescue says the boat was in pieces when they got there. There are people in the water drowning, uh, getting sucked out the rip current there. There's people on shore. Authorities have taken one person into custody, a suspected smuggler. The Border Patrol says attempts to smuggle migrants by boat nearly doubled last year. We're following this developing story on the Apple News app. As census numbers are coming in, we're getting a clearer picture about just how high the political stakes are. It may seem like dry statistics, but this count could swing elections and change the balance of power in Washington. That's why fierce legal battles are already kicking off. NPR's Hansi Lo Wang has really owned the census beat for a while, and he's got a great story about just how close these counts got. In Minnesota, where it was predicted they might lose a seat in Congress, all it took was 26 people to keep that from happening. And he explains how New York is now looking into legal options to challenge the numbers that led to it losing a House seat. You can measure just how important all of this is to our politics by the growing number of court fights. Politico looks at key lawsuits that are targeting the census 
and the congressional redistricting process. Some states are suing the Census Bureau. And in several states, Democrats are asking judges to step in if there's an impasse over redoing congressional lines. Politico spoke with one Republican election lawyer who said there's a chance some of these lawsuits won't be resolved before the 2022 elections. With so much on the line for both parties, these court rulings could shape how the midterms shake out. About 147 million people in the U.S. have rolled up their sleeves and gotten at least one COVID shot. But CDC data shows millions of people missed appointments for their second vaccination dose, and that could hurt everybody. Yeah, the goal is herd immunity. And the CDC is saying if people skip out on their second shot, it might hurt our chances of reopening schools and businesses safely. The agency estimates the number of vaccinated people who haven't gone for their second shot is around 8%. Now, before we sound the alarms, that is not necessarily a bad number. CNN points out with the shingles vaccine, about 26% of people missed out on the second dose. The Washington Post answers some important questions about missing the second COVID shot. First, what's the impact? Well, you won't receive the full protective benefits of vaccination. The two-dose requirement is based on clinical trial data, which shows that you need two shots of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines to get the longest-lasting and strongest immunity. It's better to get your second Pfizer shot within three weeks or Moderna within four. But what if you miss that window? What should you do? Experts are clear. Get the second shot as soon as you can, even if it's late. You're still going to benefit and get us all closer to herd immunity. At a recent gymnastics competition in Europe, three members of Germany's team stepped out in a different look. They weren't wearing the usual leotards, you know, which look like one-piece bathing suits. They were wearing unitards, which cover the legs. Now, it wasn't against the rules, but it was against tradition. The gymnast said it was a purposeful statement criticizing the sexualization of women athletes. And it's kicked off a global conversation. NPR spoke with Elizabeth Daniels. She's a psychology professor at the University of Colorado who's written about the sexualization of female athletes. And she talked about why switching to unitards is such a big deal. It's, you know, one of the first examples we have of athletes making a statement that they would prefer to perform their sport in clothing that they are comfortable in rather than clothing that might be geared towards an audience. Daniels explains it's not just about the difference in how female and male athletes are treated and viewed. Clothing can have a real psychological impact on performance. She points to studies where when a woman's body is more exposed, it affects her concentration. When part of your attention is focused on your own body, it's trickier for your brain to fully focus on sticking a perfect landing. Daniels tells NPR she hopes this is another step toward women having more of a voice in competition and speaking out about problematic gender dynamics in sports. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And while you're there, check out some of our audio stories. We'll talk with you again tomorrow. Tomorrow. 